how are you? How is it going? It is so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long because I've literally been in my house for the last seven months straight, but who hasn't really? Um, welcome to episode one of Speaking. It's been such a creative journey the last 31 years and the last few months just made it even more exciting. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about a few things. I'm here to answer all the big questions and then make you ask questions you never thought you'd question in your whole life of questions. Uh, I don't have all the answers, but I have maybe one or two. Uh, but let's jump into it. A lot of people are asking me, what's New York like right now? What's New York like right now? First of all, New York is weird all the time. That's kind of why we live here. Um, and then the second part of the answer is, well, depends on where you live. If you're in Manhattan and it's certainly pretty empty, especially if you live near all the wealthy people and they are not uh, around these parts anymore. And um, different if you live, you know, Lower East Side might be still kind of bumping, but a little bit uh, full of McDonald's garbage wrappers. Uh, Queens seems like, I haven't been there in a minute, but might be the same. I can only speak for Brooklyn and that's where I've been. I, uh, I would say Brooklyn is the same, but just like with masks. So we are all um, really doing still very hipster things and still trying to be cool as shit. And um, honestly, I've been I've been referring to it as Sesame Street in both like an adorable way and like a little bit of a derogatory way. In that um, it's like we are all only like two degrees of separation from each other and um, you really get to recognize all the faces in your neighborhood when no one's going to work anymore and we're all just marching around the same spots. I would say the biggest difference in New York during the pandemic <laughs> is the people, is like how we function, is uh, the greatest explanation I can offer is yesterday I went to take the subway which was not my first time taking the subway, um, but I did have to refill my Metro card, which, again, not, not a new concept for me, but uh, I had my headphones on, listening to, to some music, and the machine was like, enter your card, okay? Enter your zip code. And I was like, enter my zip code, but I'm listening to a song. I cannot think about numbers one through nine while listening to lyrics like it was like how can I activate more than one part of my brain I used to do that all the time I had before this pandemic uh I had four jobs I was running an office space I had two social media accounts and I was uh teaching a class assisting a class and and also doing jaggy-ish so so a f just a few jobs and um I could type in my pin, listen to a song, get someone's coffee, get my own coffee, balance five different texts and emails, and know my zip code, and it was no problem. Now I'm like, well, one leg in my pants at a time, and um, breathe in through my nose and out <laughs> through my mouth. I, w I would say that's the biggest difference in New York right now, is the slowing down of it all, but also... Um, my ambition hasn't changed and the ambition of those around me hasn't changed. We are all just focusing more on ourselves and, and feeling hopeful for, 
for these changes in this transition, we're all very aware that there's a big change happening. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce this episode with my really good friend, Katie O'Donnell, who was kind and sweet enough to join me in my backyard for a little session of friendship <laughs> and, and fun. And Katie and I are, are going to go through the A to Z of, of life, um, focusing a lot on, on, on music and what it's like to... Uh, have a soundtrack of a friendship, the soundtrack of a summer, what that all means. Um, I personally don't like TV. I don't really like movies. I cannot have an attention span to get through a book in a way that can include me in a conversation. People are like, what do you do with your time? I'm like, I stare at the sky, to be quite honest. Um, So I'm looking forward to this conversation with Katie. You guys are going to love her way more than you like me. Um, thanks for tuning in, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. And I was like, you can rely on the old man's money. Enter my you zip code. But I'm listening to a song. Honestly, I've been referring to it as Sesame Street. Wrapping up summer together because we did this whole season together. We've done summer, we did spring. I feel like we've done our whole lives together really in a, in a really big way. Katie, how did we meet? Is it important? How did we meet? We met, we met uh, over the phone first, right? We met over the phone first. And then we just like knew we were going to be friends. Correct. And um, in our little artist group. Yeah, in our little collective. Love that. Um, Katie, you and I bond over a lot of fucked up shit, which I think is the basis of all friendships, really. Um, All of our friendships. friendships. Um, I want to review with you my phases of quarantine. I feel like um, they might have been your phases of quarantine also. Correct. Because, like, how did we get... It's September soon, like, and when this... It airs. It's probably already going to be September. Like, I remember my first tan line a few months ago. I remember my phone being, like, temperature, too hot, cool down. And I was like, oh, my God, it's summer. And now it's going to be, like, socks. Socks, sweaters. Big, chunky knit sweaters. I get a lot of anxiety when fall starts because I'm a Libra. So it's, like, when I was born. What is? Why does that give you anxiety? I feel like you should be way more excited. Uh, my friend Sarah Rausch explained to me when I was in college that around when you were born, you get a lot of anxiety because, like, it makes sense. It's when you came into the world. It was very nerve-wracking and scary. It was when you were first coming into the world. And so in the summer, I feel super comfortable and, like, really held and really warm because I was, like, in my mom's womb. And I was, like, kind of fully formed in her womb. And I was just, like, chilling out in there. What? Yeah. And Roush explained this to me and it blew my fucking mind. Like, I'll never forget when she told Madeline and I this. And we were like, what? This is because we were born in October. I, like, saw this meme the other day because I'm really mo- mostly follow astrology meme accounts. Um, Yeah. And it was, like, people who were born at night, like, piercing their septum at 3 a.m. and, like, 
talking to the moon. What? Yeah, and like I was born at eleven forty nine p.m. Really? I was born. So, okay, so I was born at four twenty six, which I always remember because I'm like, oh, mom, four twenty six. Like, yeah, right. was like smoking a blunt in your um, right. placenta, and she's right, like, right. what are you talking about? But like, right. that also makes sense of my propensity towards um, enjoying an afternoon. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Um, so I do think there's something to be said. And also, like, you and I are definitely girls who fall victim to the, oh, my God, what the fuck did CoStar just say to me? Right. One thousand percent. I, even, like, at midnight, if I'm awake, which I always am, yeah, until 4 a.m. I'm asleep. Are you really? Well, I had really bad insomnia for most of my life. And then I was put on Adderall. Mm. So then it was, like you're on crack now plus you have insomnia so why do you sleep at all though um so then I really I changed up my routines (laughs) and I just like really ritualized bedtime for myself and I take like all natural sleeping pills at like 9 30 do you take Adderall still no oh I was like you seem so I've been I had stopped taking Adderall in October of 2019 we never forget the day in the month the month and the year that we stopped taking Adderall. Never. I will always remember the last prescription that got filled. Um, like my my psychiatrist, Beta, moved away. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you I'm moving to San Francisco. She abandoned me. I had to get a new psychiatrist. And I like went for my monthly appointment that was only to get my Adderall refilled. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, it, it was just like, old kind of hippie-ish looking guy and he had like a big white beard and like photos of like philosophers like framed on his walls and he was like um I just want to ask you do you still want to be on Adderall and I was like what a beautiful man what and I was so defensive because obviously like I needed to get my refill right I was fucking addicted to Adderall and I needed my refill and I was like um I mean I need it like, it's not that I want it, it's that I need it. I think you have, like, my records. Like, you see that I have ADHD. Like, I need it. And he was like, I know, I see that. I'm just wondering, because you've been on it since you were 18. Like, I'm wondering if if you're interested in, like, replacing it with meditation. And he handed me a New York Times article. He goes, I actually printed out this article, which is what I give to, to people that are, I was, like, 25. And he was, like, around your age who are still on Adderall because I don't know it's just like something to explore he's like I will refill your prescription don't worry but like you might want to think about it and then wait that is the kind of people we need to continue I know and so then I um I left and obviously I was like fuck this guy got my Adderall refilled took it in the car on the way home and then um I ran out and I was gonna have to go back to this fucking guy for my monthly appointment to get my refill and I couldn't face him. Wow. And I was like, okay, you should not be getting this refilled. And I stopped. How old was he? He was like probably in his 60s. Do you know like what his culture might have been? He was a white man in his 60s. Wow. That is so that. woke of a of a older white man. No, yeah. Not to say that they, they, it's impossible to happen, no. but it's surely it really a needle enough. Hey, Steph. Yeah, wow. Really cool. Um, how did you stop taking, like, like my, when I stopped taking it, I was in bed for a week sweating. I you told me that. Because yeah. Because when I first met you, I was still taking it, and you were like, I'm so sorry. Like, I mentioned something about it to you, and you were like, when I got off Adderall, I, or no, maybe I just stopped taking it. Because yeah. Because you told me the story. You were like, I was, I spent, like, I had terrible, 
withdrawals and I was like alone in my bedroom sweating. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. It was like I'll tell you what I You were still working and I was working two working, jobs. So I would wake up. Um, I was working at my advertising agency and TAing for Brooklyn Writers Collective and I stopped taking it. Mm-hmm. And I woke up every morning with the kind of throbbing headache mm-hmm. that I mean, I wouldn't wor- wish upon my worst enemy. People say that, but then you think about your worst enemy and, and you're like, you <laughs> wish upon my I actually wouldn't mind if that happened to you. Yeah, pretty much. No, I know what you're saying. We should like, not wish these things. We should not wish these things, but I would. I mean, it was fucking terrible. It was like being buried alive. And then yeah. I would get two iced coffees from the bodega right before the G train, right before like my subway. Um, on Manhattan Ave, I would get two iced coffees and I would drink one of them in five minutes while waiting for the G train. And then I would have the other one for the ride because I needed caffeine right away. Oh my God. And I would just like, because my favorite part about taking Adderall was when I would wake up in the morning and I was like, oh, another fucking work day. Mm-hmm. on like two, my two trains mm-hmm. going to Manhattan. But the Adderall would hit on the L. Like I would, I would take Then you'd be the so G, excited to go to work. And then on the L, I it would hit. And then I was like listening Magic. to music and it was like, phew. It yeah. is the best. When Adderall hits, uh-huh. there's no better feeling. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think, I mean, there are better feelings, like love and, like, there whatever. There are such better feelings, but it's a high. It's a high. I imagine we were, I was getting high every day. When you're getting high every day, I mean, why would you stop doing that? Because the fucking bats and a doctor was saying I could get high every day. Right. They gave us permission. <laughs> they were like, you can get high. I remember, um... Years after I stopped taking it, I saw my doctor who prescribed it to me, and I was having an anxiety attack, and I was like, how could you ever give me Adderall? And I was, like, hysterically crying, and he stared at me, like, open-mouthed, and, like, knew... I feel like he knew what I was insinuating. What I was insinuating was, is the 5% cash back you get from Adderall, Inc., worth my sanity, Um, sir? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. But anyway, back to CoStar. But, so, oh wow. Let's talk about CoStar. We're, we're talking about sleeping, yeah, CoStar. We're about sleeping. Okay, let's wait. Um, so, CoStar has been like, I study astrology. I love astrology. Um, I think CoStar is super um, controversial in that, like, we don't need bots telling us what's real, but also, like, is free will a thing if we believe in CoStar? And, like, what, like it's sometimes it gets a lot, but you and I have had really funny CoStar moments. Where we're like, CoStar is being so mean to me today. Or like, the other day, CoStar told you, pay attention to um, intense encounters with Jaggy-ish. Right, and right. then also it was like, well, isn't every encounter with Jaggy-ish? Here's what it's asking me today. Do you feel comfortable with loneliness? I have to say, this is a really, this is a loaded question for me. I mean, right. I, I kind of love loneliness. I like romanticize my loneliness. So you write you write well. You're, we we are both writers. So yeah. do we feel comfortable with loneliness? Yeah. Um, we probably feel a little too comfortable with loneliness. In a way that like if we ended up with cats and, and we were seventy and alone with just pen and paper, like we would be okay with that. Oh, I would be like my only dream when people are like, "What is the dream that you're manifesting for yourself?" Is like I want to quit life, move somewhere by the water, and be able to just write. Yes. All day and night. Yes. And drink and write and look at the ocean. 
but like feel good, like not feel hungover. Right. Drinking, like just like I'm able to like do a spin class in my living room and then like I sip at water and write and drink wine. And like you always feel good, like you deserve the wine. Yeah. But like the thing about being a writer and being lonely and having those moments of writing is like, well, then we write what we have to write. And then we like, we're like oh, we need more bullshit. Like, yeah. Give us the people because we need more bullshit to write about. And then like, yeah. we like take two steps out of our house and there's like tons of bullshit. Tons of bullshit everywhere. Yeah. So like maybe like we'll find a happy medium. But let me read to you today what our, our friendship co-star is. Oh, it's actually really wild. Obviously, we always say that. Um, mm-hmm. Jaggy-ish, you are absolutely true to yourself at all times, and Katie O'Dees understands that life is a continuum between birth and death. <laughs> you are both up for anything. Hearing a friend's voice can actually make your blood flow faster. Oh this is a good thing. Send a video of you singing a song to them. What? So specific. So specific. Also, do you think we're bugged by them? You already know that I believe that I'm bugged completely yeah, um, by, everyone. by everyone I've ever met. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I think um, the, someone I've dated probably works at CoStar and is doing this as a personal sabotage towards me, and that's fine. Oh, my God, I thought that on my sanctuary app the other night when I was talking to him, like, I paid, like, $45 in the middle of the night to, like, talk to him. Actually, the one time I, I tried to go to bed at Would you screenshot of them to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but they told told me the whole thing about like wearing black to honor Saturn and all, like all yes, that yes. Stuff, which is why I mean I'm you're wearing this incredible dress. No one yeah. can see the sleeves on this dress, but if they could see the sleeves and the V-neck on this dress, yeah, you would have a lot of suitors. It's like an, thank you for saying. You're welcome. Now I feel like we don't. <laughs> I'll take a pic. I'll put it on the gram. Yeah. We need it for promotions. It looks like an influencer, kind of. Like you are an influencer. You're influencing me to chug these white claws. Thank you. Raspberry. Should we do like a little yeah. look bang? <laughs> um, so anyway. Okay, so but like if I sent you a video of me singing, what would the soundtrack be? I'm going to pull up my playlist called Pussy Soul. Pussy and then, Soul. Yeah. Um, I added some ones. Did you? Yeah, I think way back in the day I did. Um, I, I really like when, oh yeah, we did have a moment. Yeah. Um, I think we, we should start with this one just like as an intro. I just like whisper songs. Like, they don't yeah. make them like this anymore. No. They don't whisper. They don't. Lord does, but who knows when she's coming out with another album. Who knows? Um, you know what song really whispers well? I'm going to play it and, and I'm going to scroll it. This one. Maybe you added this one. I don't remember adding this. Where have all the cowboys gone? How did you know that already? I know. I to you must have added this. Once a month, I do like a do you? Yeah. My mom taught us this when we were like seven. Whenever it fucking came out, my mom bought it. I remember the, the album cover. My mom bought it and we were all singing it all the time. Well, it's so interesting because like, I, mean, I don't need to sit down and singing this. Like, this was my mom. But that's why, like, we are. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I had to conclude everyone. I know you're yeah. all jamming to that. And I don't mean to disrespect your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Because who doesn't want to hear more polycles? A real question. But the 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 notes of feminism and I- idealism of the incorrect traditions of our yeah. of the women's before us. Like I love that our moms had us listening yeah. to this and like 
Jagged Little Pill was like, I would be grounded if I didn't love it. 1,000%. And thank God we had that. 1,000%. I'm just glad that these were our influences. So if I were to sing you a song on the phone, but I, I do always think that it would be a Lana song. It would be from Norman fucking Rockwell. Yes. Um, I, I really liked the idea. I, you know, I love the greatest, um, but you love cinnamon girl, but today we've been singing this one a lot. All of these debutants. I mean, it's so Give it, give it like another another minute because it's so deserving. That would be the song. Don't ask if I'm happy, you know. Know that, that I'm not, not but at least I can say I'm not bad. Sad and bad. <laughs> Honestly? That's the, one, that's the wrong lyric, but I love it. You heard it as bad. <laughs> it's just my feelings. Say I'm not bad. That's like I had this shirt that said, um, flames in your heart. And someone once came up to me at work, like when I worked at my ad agency, and was like, I love your shirt. What does it say? And I was like, flames in your heart. And they were like, it says flowers in your heart. Oh, wow. Like, Don't oh, you love that? God. I've been listening to this one Cardi B song on repeat called Through the Phone. And it's like, I'm going to stab you in your sleep and you're going to wake up and be like, why you got an attitude? But I always thought it was her saying, why you got a knife? That's really dark. Um, but sometimes we confuse lyrics is my whole sometimes point. we do. And it's just our subconscious talking. Yeah. Us. But while we're talking about Lana, let's just be honest. It's been sad girl summer. Last summer was hot girl summer. Yeah. We hoed it up. We showed out. I like. Yeah. I like had like a lot a of rice case last summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 2019 was when both of my friends that I was living with, um, so my roommates who are also my friends, had boyfriends, <laughs> and I would come home every night, and they were, you know, just like cooking vegan dinners with their room with their boyfriends you told me this i don't fucking and like that and then i just um i mean i love my best friends and um but I having your boyfriend over all the time who's also vegan it's so irritating <laughs> yeah yeah i will say it was very irritating and it drove me to continue with a really toxic relationship that i was um embarking on I wouldn't say that that one was a low for you. I would no. say that was like a mental yeah. roller coaster. I was trying to also like get free from my living space. And I happened to have met a handsome gentleman who I had um, kind of a, yeah, whatever. We'll stop right there with that. And um, I, I just didn't want, I want to get the Isn't fuck out of my Isn't it funny? The people that we meet when we don't want to be in our apartments. Yes. That's a great Oh, I love that. Yes, because my relationship with this person was totally like, I just had to get the fuck out. So I would leave writing class 
and right our writing class well, yes. when it was happening in person ended at like 9 30 yes. 10. sometimes they would go really late and, they would and the like vibes that we are on when we finish writing yeah, class so high oh so, so high. high you're just high on yourself yeah and the sisterhood and your friends and your writer like everything is crazy it's like creative juices flowing you just like get you're so hopped up yes and I would leave and I would be like I don't want to go home and I would always meet up with this guy at like 11 Oof. just because I didn't want to go home but if, it was like oh. a work night and I was like we would just like it would work out well in New York City 11 p.m. is not the rest of the world's 11 no. p.m. it's like 8 p.m. Totally. Yeah, or even four. <laughs> yeah, or four, or three. Or, th- or it's noon. Very, it's very early. <laughs> it's V early, although if I, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I don't get a, a ton of booty calls, but if I did get booty calls at 11 p.m., I'd really be scratching my head. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm old. Um, but let's get back to Lana. So I would say this has been a sad girl summer, less and more hot girl summer. This summer, we are very much like, how could you do this to me? And thank God for Lana Del Rey. Now we're in fucking Rockwell. And the the thing we never saw coming was Taylor Swift folklore. I mean, we never saw never. it. Never. And I love, I believe that I have, I, I believe that I was born with a genetic mutation that makes me just, no matter what, I love every album Taylor Swift puts out. And I can't, I can't help it. And I said it to my sister, I was like, I have to tell you. Like when, like, Reputation, or what was the one before? Was it Reputation? Lover. No, Lover. Oh, well, Lover. Beautiful. Really? Oh, see, I love Lover. But that's the genetic mutation. That is, you literally have the problem. I have a thing where it's just like, no matter what, I'm just, I will fall in love with whatever. But this album for me was like throwback to hearing like Tim McGraw for the first time. Oh, yeah. Because... This let's talk about it. I mean, let's talk about it. So here's the playlist in front of us, and um, we've had the, a conversation. My favorite song is is Seven mm-hmm. and August. You really like Mirrorball. As a Libra, you have to love Mirrorball. Yeah. Um, this is me trying is really good. Mad Woman is so okay. What I liked about the te- the technicality of this album that I appreciated was that Taylor didn't do any fucking Buzzfeed. Um, marketing. She didn't do like a list of all the songs that Taylor Swift wrote and who they're about. Like we just got to enjoy the album and make it ours and not think about like Taylor Lautner's face and Kelvin. Yeah, because she like fetishized like that. She maybe had a fling with a woman. Okay, everyone's fucking obsessed with it. I'm happy to deep deep dive into that. They should be together. They should. They two tall, gorgeous, gazelle-like blonde women who like to eat each other's pussies. I think you guys should be together forever. If you had your own robe at Taylor's house, that means you were naked most of the time. But neither here nor there. Now, Claus is with the Kushner, and she has her own TV show. I get we all make decisions, and 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 some things are just easier. But I hope in their next lifetime, yeah, they can both be famous and be together. Yeah, yeah, for another lifetime. Oh my god. Oh my god! I mean, the people that we set up for our next lifetime—that's another. I want to. I want to just say also that I love the first song, "The One," and um, I had this conversation with my friend Chloe about how she was like, "I can't. Who do you think about when you hear the one?" Because oh like, my it god, been fun if it could have been the one. And I was like, "Oh, I think about every man I've ever dated. <laughs> like it would have been fun." Well, let's play the intro. Let's yeah, play the go, intro. Go ahead. I have a lot to say. Yeah.
really easy to sing yeah. the album. Yes, yes. So beautiful. I'm on some new shit. I saying yes instead of no. I thought I saw you at the bus stop. I didn't go. See, that that intro for me, I know we could have gone on. That yeah. we we would have... But that that uh, bus stop phrase for me is a lot. It's a very neighborhoody. I really appreciate it. I love it. It spoke to me. And then to be, live in New York, we all have that one dude that we all think we see in the one spot in the neighborhood, whether we see them or not. Oh, my God. I 100... And I also, like, I'm a big fan because I'm a Libra and there's, like, just nothing better than holding on to unrequited love forever. <laughs> like, I just love to, like, walk by where I know someone I used to date worked or, like, you know, like, yeah. I like, will put myself in those scenarios on purpose just so that they might text one of my friends and be like, I think I saw Katie the other day. Yeah. And it's like, yes, you did because I was walking by where you work on purpose. Yes. Just, like, in a really cute outfit and I was, like, got my lunch at a restaurant that happened to be across the street from where you work. It's not our fault. It's just... It's just stars aligned. I line. just love that song because of that. Yeah. Because it's so... Yeah. And I think... So, first, I, I do think that... I will play any song at any point of okay. the whole thing. Cardigan, I This whole album. Cardigan is a banger for me. I think it reminds me of, like, boys that I loved in college. Cardigan like, really does work for you. It's, like it's so about be So, the Cardigan, for those of you who have not heard, it's about... She felt like shit, and she felt like she was just, like, thrown under the bed of life. Mm -hmm. And her boyfriend was like, no, you're the cardigan that I forgot that I love wearing, and I'm yeah. going to wear you all the time. Yeah, that's, like, really triggering for me. It's a lot. The cardigan would be good for you as a Libra, like, the material aspects, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of Seven. Oh, my God. Seven is your song. I'm like, In the tree. With my peak at seven feet in the spring, through the queen, I was too scared to jump in. This is something you could have written, like you would write this one thing. I want to yeah. do the things. The, be the best hook is about to come up, ready? Right here. Sweet tea in the summer, crossing your heart won't tell no other. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. Like, thank you so much. But I, I want to say. Is that going talking to her younger self? Do you think? I think it's interesting that she says I hit my peak at seven feet because I thought she was going to say seventeen, and I was going to be like, mm, yeah, you kind of did. Oh, I thought she was going to say I hit my peak at seven, like when I was seven years old. No, I think seven feet is an inside joke she has with herself. Really, I think it's her talking to her younger self. What seven feet? How tall is she? I think she's about talking about swinging. When she was climbing up in a tree and she was at seven feet. Did you have like that one oh. tree that you? I read oh, Harry Potter in trees. Well, let me tell you why. I thought I when you were like my favorite is seven. I was not surprised because you have like um, this really like beautiful but tense relationship with your younger self that you're like mm. always trying to reconcile with and like. In a, or like wrestle with yeah. in like a really beautiful way and with your childhood mm -hmm. and um, it's just like that's your art wow like, that's your art is like taking like nourishing yourself and like your and I, I totally see this song as like Taylor talking to her younger self and being like before I learned civility like when I was I used to I used scream, to scream ferociously, ferociously. Yeah. and you like talk and that's why you are such like a, a nourishing and caring friend is because like you have that like for yourself like you thank you care a lot about yourself 
and like yeah. hold yourself. Thank you. I mean, I do, when I go home to Rochester and visit, I do try to visit some old haunts and old stopping grounds, like, from, like, my early 20s and my teens. But also, like, when I was little, I like to go to my old playgrounds and be like, boo, like, don't worry, I got this, you know? Yeah. I do believe that, like, that we can heal ourselves by, like, going to familiar places. Agreed. Um, but I, I do, I do want to wrap up this folklore conversation by saying that Taylor, good for you for this album. I, you deserve to live your happiest life and, and you should keep creating. But um, I do feel like without Lana Del Rey, like so many of these albums wouldn't be happening. Like, they wouldn't exist. Like, Lord, you are incredible, but you do you do walk the fine line of pop. Jack Antonoff is 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 one of the, the commonalities of all these albums. And I think Lena Dunham being his partner for so long was so incredible for all of us because the way he produces female music and female feelings now is and no one can do it like Jack. No one can. I heard that Lord. They're great. Bolana does it best. Oh, that's the song that I played, and I kid you not, like clockwork, every morning when I was walking to my job at the restaurant I worked at in Charleston when I was super hungover, every brunch shift I had. Gimme Shelter I will wake you the fuck up. It will wake you up. Little, and if you're a little hungover, oof. Right? I'm it, awake. Man. I'm awake. I'm exactly here. I'm with so it. And then WAP is on here right now. Gimme Shelter is my favorite. This could be our theme. This should be like the intro music. Also, the pandemic. It's on, it's on brand for the pandemic. <laughs> 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 it is so on brand. Shelter in place. Okay, wow, how has no one thought of that? I don't know, but like they maybe can... Maybe they have, but they were like, it's too on the nose. Maybe they're like, we've used that. this song so much, um, but also maybe we were going to restart it. I don't know. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic when there were so many dead birds everywhere? Ew, no. You don't know that about I think it's because I fled to the suburbs and there were no dead birds. I took a picture at least two to three a day of dead birds. Wait, why? What happened? I don't know. It was just like the earth, like the sky falling and the birds being like, this is your sign of impending doom. I also, one of my favorite, um, not favorite, not funny right now, but I'm going to say it anyways. Moments of the pandemic was when like the rioting started for Black Lives Matters, which all the, in my opinion, the rioting's justified, the anger is justified. Um, one of my friends, who is like a staunch Republican, tweeted like, "We need the National Guard in Soho. They smash Chanel windows." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, um, the National Guard has weapons. In New York City, you're legally not allowed to carry a firearm. So, like, I don't know how much you like know." Like, the whole thing about like. Soho is a mess. It's just like the Le- worst. It's the most triggering thing for me to ever hear because I'm just like there is a niche group what? of people in this world who believe that Soho needs like armed guards, and I just like don't think that they get that like half of these big brands they love are like rapey and cokey, cokeheady, like there's just gross. so much darkness there. That so probably, much darkness. It there we smashed. go. Like it all should be smashed. It is already smashed in their it's souls. Like, so let it be smashed on their windows. I would have. This is like what a lovely symbol. Like, like I see everything. This is like my dad and my argument every night as I see everything symbolically. I'm like, well, symbolically, it fucking makes sense. Blah blah yeah. blah. And he's like, not everything can be symbolic. Listen, like, if whatever. you if you smash the windows of a mom and pop store, 
shame on you and like Absolutely. you're gonna die in hell but like 100% 100% but if you smash the windows of Chanel or Christian Dior or some other douchey place like How that is that bad at all <laughs> they can more than afford to fix the windows that's just like smashing capitalism it's like, like the, the best thing we could possibly do their slave workers out in like <laughs> Somalia are so grateful that you did that it's 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 what a beautiful symbol beautiful symbol I know, really, parents are not like that. Like, in Rochester, they had huge bad riots, and I was like, Mom, I, they deserve every broken window. And she thought it was horrible, but I, I meant it. Also, like, I would be happy, too, if it was somebody that was close to me and their window got smashed. I would go over there and help them fix their fucking window, you know what I mean? Oh I'm not like God, I'm not yeah. saying that I don't have any sympathy for the specific people behind those windows. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I would go over there and be like, this is, like, It's the companies. That, it's like, not like the manager, yeah. But, like... Yeah, we just, I mean, I think it's the age of looking at everything symbolically and looking at, like, the structures that are being dismantled. And, like, it's fucking beautiful that we are questioning these things that have been in place for whatever, most of our lifetimes. Most of our lifetimes. And I, and I asked I'm not my, just questioning it. We're, we're like, we're, we're really... I, I would say we're answering it. We're answering it, yes. Yes, because, like... I don't know about you, but, like, the kids that are being raised right now are so much fucking cooler than we are and smarter than we are. And, like, totally. like, I asked my Nona a few years ago. I was like, what's the craziest thing you um, you saw that you never thought you'd see in your lifetime? And she was like, um, and she was like, gay marriage being legalized. I never thought I'd see gay marriage legalized. And I was like, wow. And then yeah. I went to Susan B. Anthony's grave the other day, and she's... Um, Susan B. Anthony is buried next to her sister, but I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, is that her wife? She's buried in Rochester. So I like went to see and I thought it was her wife. And then I was like, wait, (laughs) women could not marry each other in 1853. Like, oh, yeah. But I'm glad that it's in my head. Very normal. Yeah, 100%. So, like, what in my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren's mind is going to be normal that we never thought? It's so funny. I was talking with my mom about how I'm cycle-syncing right now, which is, like, I'm not on birth control. And so I get, like, really intense bad periods. I get, like, really crazy mm-hmm. cramps and stuff. But I'm, like, trying to be, like, a holistic hormonal yes, goddess. Yes, fuck and, birth like, control. Yeah, like, Lead wherever you want. My body. And I won't so, even wear a tampon. I'm like, Mom, I will not be penetrated all day. That's what they want us correct, to be. Yes. Um, but so, and she was like, I was like, it's so crazy how, like, corporate America was built on um, the, like, on, ma- on a man's um, hormone cycle and not on a woman's hormone cycle because a woman's hormone cycle is over 28 days and a man's is within 24 hours. They go through their, like, um, the circadian rhythm, whatever. Really? And so we all adhere to the circadian rhythm, but women have the infradian rhythm. Alyssa VT is, like, this amazing, um, I don't know. I, she just, she, like, um, basically discovered the infradian rhythm and was like, I proved that, like, this is a real thing. It's like women are on a different biological clock, obviously, than men are. And corporate America was built on the fucking circadian rhythm, which is, like, go to bed at 10 p.m. and wake up at 5 a.m. And then, like, do your workout in the morning and then you have your hours of productivity between like 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. and then it's happy hour that's corporate america what what's the opposite of that rhythm then and so the opposite of that rhythm is like women obviously um what is it called lead their fucking balls out once a month and they um are on they they're like hormones go through the same cycle that men's do over the course of 28 days and so like we have to do different eat differently behave like 
participate in different social activities, like work in a different manner based on the time of the month. Yeah. I, I remember one time my boss in was like... Rhythm. It's your infradian rhythm. We all have it. Your infradian clock or whatever. I don't know. But it's... But it's amazing, and so I was doing cycle syncing, and I'm, like, getting my period any day now. Like, I'm getting my period in, like, maybe two days, I think. And I did this whole thing last week where I, like, ate sweet potatoes and kale and, like, had leafy greens and, like, whole grains every day. And, like, did yoga instead of my fucking Tracy Anderson and hit workouts and stuff. And, like, I feel totally different. Like, I feel fucking incredible. That's wild. And, like, I woke up a little bit later. I gave myself, yeah. like, 20 minutes more of sleep. But corporate America, because, like, the patriarchy is infiltrating our lives in every single way, has been, like, this is how you be successful. I I remember one time my boss joking and being, like, what, do you want to offer your period? And I was, like, oh, um, it's the least you could do. I mean, yeah, I should get off. <laughs> but also, like, to be very... Um, to be very graphic, like when I switched from tampons to pads, I think it was three years ago, my period has been went from like five or six days to two days and I don't have cramps anymore. That's crazy. My it's, period, no, I never imagined. I never, I yeah. didn't, I did not think that was going to happen. My period is always three days, or like three or four days. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the first day of it is really intense. But anyway, when I was taking birth control, it basically I didn't get my period like I just stopped getting it it didn't feel doesn't feel right like our bodies want to be like hi we love you like let us support you let me support you and if I can be in like to sound like really tooly if I can be in communication with my cycle Mm -hmm. and and in conversation with it rather than fighting against it like oh fuck I'm about to get my period in three days I just need to like veg out and be a yeah yeah like there's certain things you're supposed to get done work-wise when you're PMSing when you're really before your period like yeah like you can do tasks that require heavy concentration so I did things that were like I blocked out three hours to like work on like all all this admin stuff that I was avoiding and I like did and I got so much done did you read that book that everyone reads about getting your period and how to do it I've not read it but do you know what I'm how do you know these things just google I listened to a podcast Pia the one Pia Baroncini who Uh is um the owner of LPA, which is the dress I'm wearing, is an LPA dress. <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with her. And on her podcast called Everything is Best, she talks to Alyssa VT. And Alyssa VT is like a specialist in women's health. And I don't, actually, I'm getting her title wrong, but I don't know. But she did this whole podcast with her about um, female hormones. And, wow. and she like fucking blew my mind wide open. And then I downloaded the, like, my flow app or whatever. Yeah, I like, have that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love it when it knows. You. Yeah. I love, and, yeah. Oh, I love when it knows. It's so good before you, like, go on a vacation or you, like, go to make plans or you, like, or you're like, why do I hate my, my body right now? Yeah. And then, like, oh, I'm getting my period in two days. Yeah, I'm like, not actually exactly fat. It's why. just what's happening. Yeah. It's really incredible. Um, I think that we've really hit. All the nails that I thought we would hit in the head, we've hit in the head. Um, I know that we made a list of things to talk about, but, like, as per usual, we just, like, go above and beyond in, like, our own in this. That, yeah. like, we, yeah, we were going to talk about the phases of quarantine. I'll read them really – I'll read them, and, and if something jumps out, then, like, let's jump on it. But, like, 
we can also laugh at it and be like, we need to go back to drinking white claws and say saying secrets that we don't need to say on the microphone. I also need like a big bowl of hot food. Too, yeah. Because I'm a little hungover. So yeah. I think we need to do that. When I call.